This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. A new concept in eyewear, Warby Parker. Warby Parker was founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty goal to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point. The Warby Parker aesthetic is vintage inspired with a contemporary twist. Free home try-on program. Order five glasses and try them on for five days. There is no obligation to buy. Ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. Head to warbyparker.com backslash metal sucks to order your free home on try-ons today. Once again, warbyparker.com backslash metal sucks. And for every pair you buy, Warby Parker donates a pair to someone in need. If you need quality, stylish glasses, don't miss this opportunity. Once again, Warby Parker, W-A-R-B-Y-P-A-R-K-E-R.com backslash metal sucks. Detroit is bankrupt and full of poverty. Flint has poison water for its children. This week, Kid Rock has stated he plans to run for Senate in his home state of Michigan. Shut up, I'm talking. And we as a culture cannot accept that. We need a real politician with real credentials. RoboCop! Good morning! RoboCop is here to clean up the streets. Set her alive, you are coming with me. Does Kid Rock even have a plan? If I was 25, I would walk up, punch that mother right in the eye. We can't have that. RoboCop has been programmed to always tell the truth. What other politician can say that? Thank you. Meanwhile, Kid Rock wants to ship our jobs overseas. Why doesn't he go over and practice law in Iraq for a little while, for a month? The choice is obvious. RoboCop! For Senate. Thank you for not smoking. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your host, Brandon Hahn and Petter Spych. Starting off political. Yeah, we are. Starting off political. Yeah, we are. What's going on, guys? Metal Sucks Podcast back again. I'm one of the hosts, Brandon Hahn. Joined by Petr Spych over here. And you're the other host. Yes, sir. You're, that's right. You and I are equal billing on this. That's true. Even though I say my name first. I know. And we, you're taller. That's weird. That's... Like, you kind of have the edge. I'm 6'3", you're 6'2"? Six 6'1". Six so, okay, whatever. Yeah. I got you a little bit there. You might have better abs, too. Yeah. Might. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not even. I'll take that. <laughs> There's not even a discussion. It's <laughs> like, whatever. Hey, I you, know what I you do. You know your stomach. I know mine. Yeah, exactly. So we, this week we are interviewing a big interview for us, guys. Buzz, Osborne, Melvins. Dude, I was uh, really surprised. Like, that was one of the cool things about doing this podcast. Like, you end up, uh, you, I think this is one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably one of the, I wouldn't say it's the biggest interview we've gotten, obviously, but... I think uh, it is. I mean, I mean, the guy's a legend. In our, that's what I'm saying. I, I felt like uh, we talked to a true, mm-hmm. like a legend. Right. We're talking to, I think we talked to a few almost legends on their way to be legends. But this guy, though, the one, yeah. thing, the one thing with this dude is whenever, like, obviously, you know, the, the whole Nirvana thing, like how, how he was Nirvana's or, or just Kurt band, Cobain's yeah. favorite band. Everybody knows that. But it's not just... Him though, like if you listen to if you listen to other bands talk about like their influences and stuff, they'll sit there go, yeah, you know, I'll do that like kind of Melvin's type of sound. I mean, they they definitely a true yeah originator of so many things. Yeah. and you're right, and it, and wherever credit goes to whoever credit goes to, that's that's all subjective. That's all this and that. Who was first? Yada yada yada. The Melvins was just first for a lot of people on a lot of lists. 
for reasons. So and it's funny, a... too, because there are so many bands that were inspired by the Melvins that ended up blowing up. Mm-hmm. You know, and the Melvins are still kind of... But they're still... They're still... But, but the one thing... <laughs> The one thing, exactly, though, yeah. the Melvins are true to themselves. And they're still they trucking. They're true them. to themselves, yeah. and they're still trucking, and they're still going probably longer than the Any bands that they bands inspired. That yeah. Exactly. That's, and, that, and that is uh, true success. So, yeah, we get to talk to Buzz. Very it's a cool dude, man. Really good interview. You guys are going to enjoy it. Top notch uh, hair. Top notch. Dude, I'm jealous. Dude, I had, you know what's funny? I know is you're that, jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I had a wig. It, I remember when I was a kid, like it's Halloween, I was trying to make it look like Buzz's hair. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It's that like was, Sideshow Bob. Uh, like that's kind of like, I think that's what he was going for. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, you're completely right. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's that. heard that a thousand times, but I mean, that's basically like what the hair looks like. I think, I think if you compare any human being to a Simpsons character, it's a compliment. You think so? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, dude. Yeah, you got the body of Homer Simpson, Brandon. Well, no, are you, you don't. Me? No, no. Yeah. I'm just saying, I have, it's not, I have it's more not. of a Marge body. It, it's <laughs> definitely not Homer. I have a Marge body. That's true. Anyway, so a couple news stories. If you guys heard our bit there, uh, one of the news stories that caught our attention this week is uh, Kid Rock is running for Senate. Now, or he, he, he said he's, pro- he's probably serious. He hasn't been exactly declared i guess is not for sure but well he was selling trump shirts at his concert i mean it's like this guy really thinks no i i know he thinks he can he can do this but the thing is is that do you think he can do this at this point absolutely absolutely i think anybody do you think think he should do this no 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 that's the whole thing the idea in in, ted nugent's probably going to do the same thing they're from this they're from the same state Mm -hmm. so i don't know if they're gonna both try be senators or or whatnot but the fact of the matter is, is this is exactly Donald Trump showed everybody that you don't need experience. You don't need a political science. Degree. You don't need you a don't political need. science degree. You don't need intelligence. You don't need anything. All you got to do is just go up there and speak, like shoot from the hip uh-huh. and, you know, tell it like it is. And, but the thing is, is every time you tell it like it is, you're forgetting you're not telling it like it is. There's a completely different part that you're simplifying that is not simple. It's very complex. And you can't tell it like it is when you don't know what the fuck you're talking and about. That's the whole thing that that I think a lot of the political stuff or a lot of the like Kid Rock wants to do this. He has no political. And that's why our bit was so ridiculous. When I heard this, I'm like, this is ridiculous. This guy's really because Michigan needs someone that knows what the fuck they're doing. Well, There's some I, parts of Michigan that need some serious help. I'm not saying the guy's heart is in the, in the right place, you know, and, and again, it's just, I, I'm not saying the guy's heart isn't in the right place. I've, I've met, I'm not I know, saying that I know either, a but I'm saying people, that it's all ego. I know a couple of people that know Kid Rock, mm-hmm. and they, they say he's, like, literally the nicest dude. Like, he is such a nice guy. And, he, like, he'll bend over backwards for you. And these are people that aren't celebrities. These no. aren't people that, that he's got something to gain from. But, again, when you don't know what you're doing and you think, oh, yeah, you know, fuck it, I'll just do it. And you don't understand how 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 long and how much of a process it is to get a law passed, you don't just go in there and just sign a piece of paper and it's a law. That's that's what a king does. That's not what American politicians no, it's, do. It's it's like a corporation. Yeah. And you're virtually on the second rung of twenty five. Yeah. You're that's how much influence you can have. You're it's it's very difficult, but like to to put yourself in that situation when that's not something that you're knowledgeable about like you're gonna if you're gonna learn on the job of politics you're gonna make mistakes that are gonna affect people's 
lives. Yeah. I, not, well, not like I'm learning on the job on, like, you know, road crew or shit. I, I fucked up the lighting gear or, you know, I, these chords are messed up and the guitar doesn't work. Like, you're not fucking up a concert. You're fucking up people's lives. Yes. As a politician. And no matter what decision you make, mm-hmm. that is going to fuck over a lot of people's lives. Now, even, one way or the other. One way or fuck. the other. One way or the yeah. other, someone's going to get fucked over by your decision. And then when they come to you and they show you that look, because what ends up happening is, is when a decision ends up getting made, there's a, there's a point where it's like, well, these people are obviously more important than these people. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. And... I don't know. I mean, like you, and whenever you go, oh, you know, all they're doing is just, you know, sucking off the teat of the system. And then you meet someone that is actually, that needs this, that, that is, that did fall on hard times, that the reason why these laws were created is for people like this. And now you're going to take those laws away. It does hurt. And, and it's, and it's an almost an impossible task when you generalize groups of people, because everybody's an individual. Every situation is different. Every, um, you know, certain situations are fraud, certain situations are dire, certain situations are this. And when you can't individualize people, and I don't think politicians do because of the amount of people, I don't think it's possible. But if you don't look at specific uh, situations on everything, you can't really get a result. Well, now, for, Pete, all I'm going to tell you is this, okay? Mm-hmm. Robocop? I, I, no, I just think that when, when you write a line like ball with the ball, the bang, the bang, diggy, 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 jump the boogie, say up, jump the boogie. Mm-hmm. Then you know a good hook. Then you know no. That means you know how to run America <laughs> or Michigan, Michigan, not, whatever. Let's not go to America well, yet. Yeah, okay. Well, one of the fifty, you yeah. know, one of the fifty states. You know, I'm going to tell you right now, he, that Kid Rock's going <laughs> to end up being a politician. He's going to turn it around. You know, you know the one thing when Kid he's Rock gets paint elected, the town red, and he's going to paint your wife white. That's what he's going to do. That's a lyric. That's a lyric from Cowboy. That's right. Yeah, I, you know the one thing that I think Kid Rock will do when he does get elected, the sunshine shining. He won't cut his hair. He won't. Yeah. You know, he's going to keep his hair long. He's going to be he's going to be uh, Senator Man Bun. <laughs> he's gonna, I, know. I wonder if there is like a, a dress code. He's just going to break. Oh, you know, he's going to break. Dude, I'm telling you, shit, because yeah. what he his appeal, what his appeal is, mm-hmm. his appeal is going to be to the people that, you know, dress just like him, that look just like him. Yeah. If you he know, cuts his hair, it's over. Yeah, exactly. His appeal is going to be to to people that hate sleeves. You know, and, and that's pretty much it. It's just like, you know, tank tops and sleeveless people alive. That's, it. <laughs> that's, that's it. Like Kid Rock. I will say this about Kid Rock. Like, I'm not I don't think the guy's a dummy. I don't either. And uh, I do think I do think he's getting in way over his head when it comes. That's to this. all I'm saying. A lot of people uh, you you listen to Donald Trump, these interviews that he does since he's gotten into the White House. That dude looks fucking miserable mm-hmm. miserable he did not expect it to be this hard because he had no fucking clue it was last season of south park it really was when yes. i don't know if people saw it but mr garrison's like there's no way i can win there's no way I can. and then when he won he's like fuck and that's exactly how he's been treating this because like anything dude when you're trying to like fix everything for everyone it's impossible right? yeah you can't so fix you everything you just everyone. have to kind of like go through the motions but he i mean like i said he's learning on the job it's it's embarrassing. It's like I don't know how to explain it, dude. Well, my thing is, is especially when it comes to Trump. Like, look, I do I think he's as bad as what everybody is saying. Like, he's a racist and he hates pee, hates women. I, I'm like, look, I don't think he hates anything. I just think that. The guy puts his foot in his mouth a lot, and he mm. shoots from the hip. And when you shoot from the hip, you don't think about what you're saying. I bet you on his fourth year of presidency, he'll figure out how to talk, and that's the problem. <laughs> 
Because well, you're dude, learning on the job. Well, first yeah. off, you don't go on. Uh, and look, I don't want to turn. No, this we don't want to turn this into this. Again, just stay off so, Twitter. Stay off Twitter and ball with the ball. <laughs> but yeah. So RoboCop, uh, we made that bit because we thought that was going to be more ridiculous. But people would probably if, if those first were the off, two why options. Why are you explaining? I don't why know. are you explaining? I, the not. idea. If you would have told me Kid Rock would have came out, the guy who sampled Metallica mm-hmm. and may, had an album called American Badass. If you would have told me that he was going to be running for Senate in 2017, back when that album came out, I would have been like, is this running mate RoboCop? That would have been my first <laughs> fucking. But in this situation, we turn it into his political opponent. Yes. You know, I mean, really, is this running mate Joe Dumars? I mean, it's like, seriously, it's that's that's the, the level of insanity that this is. You know, I mean, do you even have a running mate when you're going for Senate? Whatever. I don't think so. You know, I you know what you mean. We, we yeah. keep doing it politically. Yeah, I keep, I keep thinking. Yeah, I keep yeah. thinking presidential. Well, that's obviously the goals I'm thinking. Yes. So anyways, uh, next story of the week, guys. Uh, Juggalos. <laughs> oh, wow. What a fucking transition. What a transition. We go from right Kid from Kid Rock, Rock to, to Juggalos. Juggalos. Yeah, there's not that. And I, from what I understand. The IQ level of this show has lowered. Yes. From <laughs> what I understand, uh, Kid Rock and the Juggalos, they're... They're not. They don't hate each other. Mm-hmm. I guess they're okay with one another, but they're like neighbors. Yeah, but they don't love each other. Yeah, because I, there was some sort of issue with Kid Rock and the and some dude from Insane Clown Posse saying they gave him a glass dildo and he had to go to court. Oh yeah, not. Uh, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Kid Rock had to go to court and say I never received that glass dildo for some like sexual assault charge on some Insane Clown Posse employee. Okay, so they've got some beef. Right. Okay. Well, you know, I glass dildo is what broke up the Beatles. I mean, it's like you know, you do something like that, you throw that into the mix. That's what you call Yoko. <laughs> it's fucked up. More useful than Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> so, so a juggalo uh, over in Massachusetts, he brandished an axe, went to an FM radio station, and demanded they play insane clown posse songs. Which, by the way, it wasn't just an FM station. It was like a kiss. It was yeah. It was like a mix. It was a, they called a um, uh, adult alternative. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it like, was Celine Dion. It's station. Celine Dion station. It's, it's yeah. It's Ariana Grande, and then here comes some dumb fuck. <laughs> probably got the Hatchet Man tattoo on his neck, thinking that's going to help him land a job. And he walks in there and he's like, "You play my song," and he's got an axe. You know, like he's Paul Bunyan. But more useless. And they called the cops. They didn't play a song. Yeah. Can you believe that shit? No shit. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, mm. that's the end of the story. There was a three-hour standoff with cops. They First off, them. if they would have played the song on the radio station, the cops would have showed up and arrested the DJ anyway. You know, <laughs> it's just like, why the fuck are you playing Insane Clown Posse for the masses, you dumb fuck? This is America. This is America, man. We don't we don't adhere to terrorists. We like our Fago. Yup, yup. Or what is it? Oh, uh, not yup, yup. Is it? Is it woo-woo? That's what it is. Oh, that is woo yeah, woo woo. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So uh, just think about this. Think about the thought process of this. Standing next to a juggalo makes me so handsome. Like by comparison, I just feel great. What was that? I'm sorry. No. Uh, let's go back to you. Feeling no, great. It just oh. and downplaying a whole generation of people known as juggalos. Oh no, I'm downplaying them. <laughs> no one should ever take them seriously. Like, and the sad is there part ever about- a juggalo? If there's a juggalo news story that isn't absolutely insane stupidity, someone please send it to us. Yes, <laughs> like yeah. it's always somebody cutting off someone's uh, yeah. you know pinky or stapling yeah. someone's eye or yeah, some it's crazy not, shit. Yeah, it's not juggalo saves kitten. Never. It's not that. It's juggalo. You know. 
gives baby meth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something fucked exactly up like that. that. <laughs> like, what is going on? There's got to be some good Juggalo stories yes. out there. Yeah. You know, like Juggalo firefighter saves kitten. Yeah, Juggalos, Juggalos, you know, give blood or something like, you know, to, to victims of some hurricane. Some, All right, thanks, Juggalos. Someone ruin the stereotype. Of Juggalos. Yeah, do something positive, Juggalos. Somebody. Yeah. Please. Yeah, Juggalo fucks his sister, and then they name, a chi- they name their child Nunchucks. It's just <laughs> stupid. Yes. It's just stupid. It's always something dumb, dumb, next level dumb. It really is like, it really is like. Yeah. A- you know they would name their kid nunchucks. Oh, man. No, no, what you said. I, I mean, if I heard that story, I'd be like, all right. Yeah, I'd, I'd say Juggalo or Florida. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right? there you go. Juggalo, Florida, or Germany. One or the other. <laughs> it's just something weird. <laughs> Those are the only locations this can happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. No, you are not. No, you are. No, that was not a all the way kidding. Well, I am kidding about Germany. I don't agree with your Germany take. Germany? Well, I don't think Germany's Florida. No, Germany isn't Florida, but Germany, okay, Germany isn't Florida, but Germany is. uh, You're going to keep going with this? No, it's a little bit different, though, because, okay, first off, all you got to do is watch Rammstein and know. Rammstein. Rammstein, whatever. All you got to do is watch Rammstein. <laughs> I keep saying Rammstein like they're, you know, Israeli. They're, Ger- they're German, Rammstein. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, when you watch, all you got to do is watch that, and you're like, wow, they, those people over there, they're, they're a little different. They're a little different. Because they like industrial music? Well, no, it's just, well, if you, have you ever heard, like, okay, they're, the parties, the bondage stuff? Oh, no, I, like, dude, I know what you're saying. There's yeah. all types of sh- weird shit that comes out of Germany. Now, don't get me wrong, Japanese, they also got some weird shit that they do, but it's like, you know, but Germany, though, it's... It, and they, we want everybody out there to know, neither one of us have been to Japan or Germany, so we're assholes. No, but we've seen, <laughs> but we have but the, internet, seen the internet, so I feel like I've been there. That's the problem I've with seen, everything. Yeah, look, look, I could Google map the Autobahn. I know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> we can comment on shit we know nothing about. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of something we I do know, know about... I know who Angela Merkel is. That's, that's good. Something we do who know... Who is it? It's the German. Uh, uh, b- 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 I'm not the one talking shit. I said Florida. Been, I've been to Florida, Prime Minister. There you go. But um, uh, something we do know about grunge. We grew up in the time of grunge, right? Right. They're making a musical. See, that makes me sick. It makes me ill because well, they did it with Green Day, and I know that was highly successful. But that I was like uh, an American idiot, right? Yeah, yeah. That was a grunge, and it, I wouldn't even call that punk rock at the time. But it was uh. I can't imagine this being good because grunge is the, is the anti musical musical. Yeah. It's it's not jazz hands. You, what are you doing? Where are you, you going to play? Are you going to play? You know, uh, I, they're going to they're going to just uh, are they going to play Soundgarden and yeah, all of a sudden just, remix you know, heart shaped yeah. box with Jesus Christ pose while doing dances? Yeah, and they're over here doing the hand j- they're doing uh, the hand jive. Uh, yeah, uh, my stomach hurts. No, it's well, it's because what it is, dude, is is now. If you grew up in the age of grunge, uh-huh. now you have money from are the, you're the money <laughs> you're the you're the generation that now has all the money. I know. Yes, and they're and they know how to get you. I, I just they think- know how to get you, dude. Because all it's going this is this is the days this is today's entertainment. It's all nostalgia. I know. It's all nostalgia. no original. No, There's we no talk about this with Buzz, the but death it, of the individual. Yeah, we but talk at the about same it. time, yeah. but again though, b- but where else is there to go? Where else do you go? I remember back in the 90s when they would, uh, 
there was like they were making fun of things like oh Dracula the musical yeah. or you know or Nirvana the musical like they would make fun of that shit and now it is a real thing no no that people want to see and yes. that's what that's what this is gonna be it's just gonna be making fun of you know what I'm saying that's making, what it is making, making fun of grunge looking back at that's what's got to be. Right? It can't be a serious... No, because they It's not going to be Rent, dude. No, well, because you they know? already had... Didn't they have that 80s musical? Uh, oh, Rock of Ages? Rock of Ages, yeah. And that was highly successful. This will be the same shit. Oh, God. Yeah. I know. And what do you think of the... And then the 2000s is going to be, you know, a fucking Maroon 5 musical. It's just going <laughs> to... They're going to mm. do it every decade. Yeah. The next, when the next group of 20-year-olds are now the next group of 30-year-olds, that's when their generation is going to get their own stupid piece of shit musical. Skrillex, the musical. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and on that note, which I loved, first off, we apologize again in Japan and Germany for even putting them in the same boat as Juggalos. Thank you for your Scheiser films, Germany. <laughs> We're absolutely, we do apologize for that. But let's move into the heart of this uh, episode guys let's get right to our interview with buzz from the melvins right here hey this is uh pete and brandon on the metal sucks podcast we got buzz from the melvins on the phone how are you doing today man you're mid-tour right uh yeah we just started you know seven eight shows in that's it so we're we're just getting going yeah first week is always the hardest and you are currently on a 12-week tour in support of the new double album, A Walk With Love and Death, which is out now. Um, how many hotel days do you get on such a long tour? Is it majority uh, sleeping in the van or the bus? No, we sleep in the hotel every night. Every night. Oh, that's how it gets done. Every night. I, I can't stand buses. so no. It's like uh, locking yourself in a tube with somebody else driving. Yeah, yeah I, t- I totally. Because when we saw the length of the tour, we were like, wow, that's got to be hard. But if you're in the hotel every night, you're, you're gold. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not for everybody, but you know, I mean, you know, you can't, you can't uh, be a wimpy powder puff and do this. You know? <laughs> exactly. Got to get some calluses on that soul, man. <laughs> so yes, you know, you have to lose half of your uh, mind in order to make this possible. How about that? <laughs> so one thing, it's I a did... weird way to make a living. A very weird way to make a living. But would you change it for anything else? Uh. I'd change it all for more money. How about that? Yeah. Oh, okay. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, we yeah. can all relate to this, I think. Fuck, <laughs> fuck being an artist. Just... <laughs> artist, yeah. You put an F in front of art, what do you got? You know? <laughs> Excellent. So you did, uh, I recently saw that you created uh, this, I want to do this so bad, I want to steal this from you, but you created a ceiling in your home. It's amazing. It's toys glued across the whole space. Like, how did you start this project yeah. and... Uh, do do toys randomly fall on occasion, or do you got them solid up there? No, they're a, they're shellacked. Ah, they ain't going nowhere. You know? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I like doing things that are big, big tours. Uh, you know, do something crazy. Um, I did that quite a while ago, actually. I've done a bunch of those sorts of things around my house. But uh, uh, um, you know, if I had more time, I would do. I want to do something that's permanent. It can't go anywhere unless you blow it up with dynamite, you know? Yeah. So that you, would be cool. You can tear that ceiling down without any, it's not permanent then. I'm sorry? So it's not permanent. The toys on the ceiling, you can actually just remove them all? 
Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean something permanent, like the pyramids. Oh, yeah, know? I understand. Something historical. Permanent, yeah. that, that you have to blow up with dynamite to get rid of, you know. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I wonder how many nerds are looking at your ceiling going, you took all of them out of the box. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah, is there any collector what do edition? What they know? Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> is there any collector edition toys up there that are, like, worth a lot of money that would, like, upset some nerdy guy? Probably. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Upsetting, upsetting people is my business. <laughs> <laughs> which, That's how it works. Which toy do you think is worth the most that you got uh, glued upon your ceiling? Oh, I'd have to look at them. I don't know. You know, there's some, none of them are worth that much money. I mean, it wasn't like I bought a you know, $600 toy and it ruined it. I mean, you know. Yeah, there's no first edition um, Star Wars toy up there, right? It might be. You know, but <laughs> you got to remember with the Star Wars toys, they made so many of those that they're not really worth that much money. Yeah. yeah you're probably so like right. albums. There's very few records that are worth a thousand bucks, you know? Very true. Very, very few. So, uh, Most of them aren't worth anything. <laughs> <laughs> they mean something to you, man. But, uh, that's all I, that matters. Exactly. Right. What was that? I said they mean something to you, and that's all that matters. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I like, I'm, out, you know, I'm an outlandish guy, so having a feeling like that is... Uh, um, not a not a big deal to me. You know, it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. Well, as a fan, yeah. we kind of appreciate that. I mean, do you think that uh, you know one of a kind attitude comes in handy when you're writing songs and making art? Well, you know, I do the majority of my writing in that room, so yeah, I think it helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I... just one. That's just one little part of you know um, what I do. I mean, it's, it's just one thing. But I've done a lot of that kind of stuff. I just never made it public until recently. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and that's that's one yeah, thing I did a lot. Uh, find really interesting is that you do like a lot of chaos in the room where you create. You don't like the white walls writing type of things. No. So you do like to have visual things happening, and and I don't know if you have a TV yes. on or anything like that. But um, so that's part of your process. Yeah, I generally have a movie on with the sound off. Yes, you know? yes, I completely understand. Yeah. yeah. So um, and and then all that stuff around you is kind of what the elements kind of that's what draws you to create or is it just riffing away like a song uh it helps you know it helps i mean i could write a song anywhere but you know when i'm i'm at home you know i want to make my home environment i I mean you gotta remember i've been in that house for 20 years and um it's always been weird you know it's never been normal me and my wife are not we're eccentric cats (laughs) (laughs) to put it mildly you know i mean it's a um nothing new to me you know i go in hotel rooms or, you know, people's houses, and I don't make a judgment call on them, but there's a lot of things that I just have no interest in. You know? I, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't have, you know, if one is good, a hundred is better, you know? I, I completely agree, <laughs> yeah. So, and that's... And more it, is more. And more is more, you know? If, if you care about things. And, and I, I did want to talk to you about that, is that in modern-day society, it feels like individualism is dying, because of a lot of social things that are happening, that there's just more of a pack on everything, whether it be TV, music, movies, everything's very, uh, I guess, mediocrity is kind of rising to a, a real big level. So when you do have an individualistic mindset, ha- is it hard to live and see these things on a day-to-day basis? Absolutely. So I try to make my home environment the most the most comfortable place I could, would ever want to be in, you know? A hundred percent. It's my escape. It's my vacation. It's my vacation. It's where I live. 
It's, this is how I live, and and it's not it's not nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not a, a, a. Me and my wife are we're we're very conservative in our lives, like how we how we conduct ourselves. We're very traditional about you know how we feel about you know our relationship and all that kind of stuff. But you know, really, that's that's where it ends. <laughs> you know, after that, it's anybody's guess. We've never had traditional jobs since we've been together for 24 years. And, you know, we've been hustlers as far as like, you know, having to make yourself make, make it work. And so uh, in order to do that, you have to be creative on a level that makes people want to be interested in what you're doing. And so out of all that chaos comes what I do, but it's organized chaos. It's, it's fantastically organized chaos, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's the best way to put it. But the individual, I mean, to me, you know, it's been said, I certainly didn't come up with this, that they're the biggest minority in the world, you know? Yeah. And I think it's a shame. And we, we have a, we live a, me and her are collectivists in that we have our relationship together, but we honor our individuality in that we don't live in each other's pockets. And that's why it works, you know? She has her own thing, I have my thing. And, and we come together and make a bigger thing. And that's what's important. I think that's what's lost. I would be, lose a ton of respect for her if all she wanted to do was hang out with me. You know? Yeah. Okay, that's great. We can come together and have this great thing. But what is it you're doing? And I want to say that sometimes, especially to men or women, where they don't really have anything going on. I, want to, I just want to go, what is it you do? What do you do? You know, it's almost like it's a rude thing to ask, but I never do it. But I, I wonder it, you know? No, I, I've done it and it does hurt people's feelings when they can't answer. And then I do feel like a bully. I've done that. I'm like, so what is it you're into? What do you do? I don't know. Like that, that response. You, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, really? You know, no hobbies, nothing. No. Well, you got <laughs> no hobbies, nothing. But although I, I can listen to people's work stories all day. I love hearing work stories. Even if somebody has the most mundane job working at Starbucks. They've always got some crazy story they can tell you. And I love hearing work stories. I love, I don't care what it is, especially a job I don't know anything about or yeah. haven't heard anybody talk about before. No, you dealing know, with I will the public. To them and ask them a ton of questions about that, you know, just, just, to, just to hear that perspective and see what. So I'm very interested in, in life in general, you know, yeah. as far as that's concerned. But, you know, I live my own life in an odd way. <laughs> what is it that your wife does? I mean, like, how does she, how does she keep She's that? A graphic artist. Okay. Yeah. Graphic designer, and she also teaches yoga, oh, nice. and um, as well as a lot of other things along those lines, as well as all the printing and all that kind of stuff. But so you know, she's busy all the time. Busy. Would you would you, you say know, the that's, fact that's what? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, like, would you say the fact that she does something creative? I'm. It's almost like when you're when you're an artist, you almost have to be around creative people because when you go out in there and you do something stra- that some people may consider strange, you at least have somebody that understands that need for individuality. Oh, there's nothing either one of us do that we don't talk over with each other. Mm -hmm. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? You know, she's one of the few people in the world I will take constructive criticism from, you know? Yeah. Nothing kills... One of the few. And vice versa, you know? Yeah, that's how it should be. Yeah, nothing kills, I think, an artist like uh, uh, being... You know, spending most of your time with like a conformist or a person that is like straight keel and doesn't understand what you're doing. I've seen so many people kind of like fall in love with that person and then their art suffers tremendously. 
because because they're a they, soul sucking vacuum. Well, I mean, I don't want to say it like that. <laughs> yeah, there's always that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's always that never helps. I haven't seen I haven't seen that help in the creative process. You know? Soul sucking vacuum. I, I mostly just don't yeah. just don't try to talk to them. You know, I just say, yeah, okay. I don't have to explain anything to her. She gets it. You know. That's great. That man. is great. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it's really good. I mean, I. I just you know, I'm not going to find another one. So yeah. um, this is going to work, and that is the greatest success. Make it work in life, right there. Finding that, you know. So congratulations on that to both you guys. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, but don't get me wrong. We're both very headstrong people, and we argue about stuff all the time. But none of it's a divorceable offense. <laughs> <laughs> it's over like where we're going to go to eat or something like that. Like it's nothing major. The chili well, fights yeah. versus uh, Applebee's. Yeah, are you're not brutal. you're not tearing up you're not tearing up the marriage license over any of it. You know, right? Yeah, totally. None of that. At the end of the day, it's not a big deal. You know, but we still argue about stupid shit all the time. But we're both very headstrong, and you know, it might might be the only no. We're together because no one else will have us. <laughs> That's kind of how I, my wife. I, it's also a win. Yeah, it's how I feel about my wife. I'm like, oh god, I better make this work because it's not going to work. I'm going to yeah. die alone. Aww. That's it. You know. Yeah. So uh, uh, it's all good. I mean, I'm I'm um, very happy. And then you know, you get to that plateau, and then you take it from there. You know. I mean, I'm you know I don't have a lot of wants and um, um, do what I want to do and. Don't take orders from anybody, and, and it's, it's all good. Excellent, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't go, I didn't go to college, and so maybe that was a good thing. I, did, I wasn't able to have them uh, destroy my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. I do. Trust me. So, um, yeah, the new album uh, it has nine songs that are Melvin yeah. songs. Uh, it's a, it's you know, it's a double disc, a walk with love and death. It's out right now, people. Um, but uh, yep. the. The the new it has nine songs that are like you know Melvin songs kind of more of the traditional scent and you labeled that disc death, the other disc which is more non melodic you know ambient soundscapes um, you labeled love. What is the symbolism between those labels and the sounds attached to those discs? Well, I mean the whole thing is a walk with love and death, so it's all it's all part of the same thing. It's all named the same thing, you know. I mean uh, uh, just to just differentiate them. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're going to have the noisy of the two is certainly going to be the loved one. (laughs) Why wouldn't it? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. So, uh, uh, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a big thing. Not everybody's going to get it, but not everybody gets anything. So, um, that doesn't concern me. I know I get it and I like it. Uh, I would appreciate it as as a fan. So that's really all I, all I care about. Uh, um, you know, people not being able to deal with the weirdness of it all is just, you know, nothing new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering, like, the, because uh, the love side, it, it was a soundtrack, I believe, to a, a film? Uh, or you, yeah. you put the music to yeah. it? Yeah. So um, I was wondering, though, did that come from the images of the film, or did you kind of have these uh, soundscapes kind of already planned out ahead of time? Like, how do you write those type of songs opposed to, like, riff, riff, you know, stuff like that? It's not easy. It's difficult. And a lot of that pain and effort will just go by people who are, you know, of the, of the, uh, more traditional mind will just, will just blow past. They'll just think it's stupid. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, we put a lot of effort into that regardless of what people think. And, uh, um, 
most people, you know, I mean, by and large, most people get what we're doing that are interested in what we're doing and they get it. And, um, uh, and they're my target audience. You know, it's just like, it's like, I, you know, figure that whatever I do, if I do it with the idea that I like it a whole lot, other people will like it. It's not going to be millions of people, but it'll be enough, you know? And that's all I'm concerned with. And I'm not thinking in terms of, well, what will the fans like? What should we do now? You know, because, you know, that all changes. People come and go, you know? I mean, you got the opinions that I care about are the young people in the audience, not the older people. You know, the older people are on the verge of leaving us anyway, you know? So, um, you know, the kids today understand that a, a movie costs $15 and a video game costs 200 you know, they're not, they're not the ones that are going to bitch about anything. You know, they're just happy to be there, you know, and uh, you'll have these, uh, these guys that are bitching about whatever we're doing are the ones that to them, doll, a gas is a dollar a gallon and, and records cost seven bucks. You know I mean? It's, it's, it's different. It's like, you know, when you're growing up here and people go, when I was a kid, cars cost 75 cents. You know, it's just, like, it's just I don't care about any of those opinions. They're, they're, their life has dragged them down to that level, you know? the new people that I'm interested in and they don't have a complaint in the world. All they can be is totally happy that we're there at all. So, um, that is what keeps me, you know, as far as like, you know, fandom goes, that those are the people that I'm worried about or, and those people trust me impeccably. So that's all that matters. And, and when you are taking new journeys with your music, is that, like especially if you're going to take it into do a different direction, like like we were just talking about, is there is there a level of frustration that comes with that? I mean, it's you have the sound in your head, yet you've never tried to do it before. Is there a level of frustration, or do you know just how to get to it? Well, the hardest part is dreaming up what you want to do, mm-hmm. um, especially at this point when we've done so much stuff. I mean, it's not it's it's sort of like you know, okay, what once you figure out what you want, what you want to do, then the, then, then doing it is relatively easy. You know, once you figure out you want to make a record, of, you know, uh, soundtracks in the way that you would like to have them sound, as opposed to a John Williams soundtrack, then it's easy to do. But, you know, it takes time and effort to do it. But, you know, I'm very much of the envision execute type of ideas. You know, it's like once I have that idea, then, then you go whole hog with it. You know, it's sort of like, you don't decide to move. I'm going to move into an apartment, a new apartment or whatever, and then do it, you know, one stick of furniture at a time over two years. You do it all at once. Right. You know? Yeah, get the U-Haul. That would be ridiculous. You don't go to, you know, people go to college for 10 years. That's crazy. You get it over with, you know? It drives everybody nuts while you put your life on hold, you know? It's just, it's just no. You envision and you execute. You know, now there's other people that will sit there and do nothing for a long time. That's not me. That's just not me. I'm taking forever to do anything. I, that's not me. I'm the guy that will, will fill his entire ceiling with toys. I will do that. <laughs> and I will not stop until it's done. You know, that's me. And it will take a massive amount of effort. That is me. You know, I will do that. I will make, you know, 26 albums and two albums a year. I will do all, I will do, you know, 180 to 120 shows a year while I'm doing all the rest of that stuff. That's me. That's who I am. And I don't feel like I work that incredibly hard. It's only in comparison, like all good economists, if you're a good economist, you will say, take, take whatever is in front of you and say, okay, that looks great, but compared to what? You know, I only look like I'm working hard compared to other people who aren't working hard. 
<laughs> it's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like when you hear another artist going, "Oh man, that guy busts his ass." Is there a part where you're like, "Is it because you don't bust your ass?" Is that like whenever you hear that? You know, the, the, it's always amazing to me that uh, how lucky I get when I get my ass off the couch. You know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a perfect statement right there. Yeah. It's amazing how, how lucky I get, you know, when I just get my ass off the couch. <laughs> it's almost impossible to get lucky sitting at home, fetching in front of the television. Dude. It almost never happens. You got to make that into a T-shirt or something. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help your merch right now. That's a good yeah, exactly. Quote. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, but you know, it's like a, a, there's a really good quote from. Ben Hogan, they go, wow, that was a really great shot you made, you know, but, but you feel good, but he goes, I've been practicing that shot for years. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not luck, you know, he just, it's like, that's what he's been practicing and you did it. And it's like, I've been practicing making records and playing live for decades. It's what I do. You know, it's, 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 it's just, it's natural and normal. What would be not normal for me is to do nothing. I'm with you. At I'm all. with that 100. Yeah. percent I'm with that. What do you think the drive? What do you, you think know? that Where do you think that drive comes from? Is it something that, it, like, childhood? I mean, like, was there was there this need to prove someone wrong? I mean, everybody has their own individual reasons, and can it be taught? Um, my parents never taught me anything like that. Um, they certainly didn't have that in them. Um. They weren't musical or artistic in any way. Uh, my, my brother and sister weren't. No one in my family, really, um, when I was growing up. Uh, I don't know, you know. I mean, I've always been very obsessed with things and, and um, you know, um, will read, you know, 100 books a year and just on and on, you know, all that kind of thing, even since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I never... There was lots of things that I didn't want to do. Like, I did not want to go to college. I thought college was for suckers. I thought it was idiocy. Extending your adolescence. I wanted to go to work. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to make money and I wanted to, you know, work hard. And I didn't care about going. It just looked like more high school to me, you know. Um, so I never learned. And I think a lot of that was like everybody else is doing that. It's not going to work. It's sort of like if you hear about, you know, Apple stock is doing really well. Well, buying it at that point stupid, you know. If everybody goes to college, then the economic value of a college education is nothing. Oh, dude, I've been saying this for years, dude. I've been saying it for years. I love yeah, that. So, so if you want to, you can do that. But, you know, the people that I know who are the most successful and are self-made that aren't musicians didn't go to school. How weird is that? The exact opposite of what everyone says. Yeah. I've watched that time and time again. Yeah, you can become successful. You can get a good job, you know, for a hundred and a quarter a year. But the guys that I know that have made millions and millions of dollars, not one of them went to college. Not one. <laughs> yeah, they did not inherit their money. You tell me. <laughs> do you do you think that you it's know? a bad idea for an artist to go to like a school of arts for music for you know art in general? I mean, do you think that's a bad idea? For to have someone kind of know. help morph their artistic views, I have no idea, no no clue. You know, I mean, maybe it would be good to go and learn, you know, some technique about sculpting, or I don't know. You know, I mean, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you know, if you want to be a movie maker, get a camera. If you want to be a photographer, buy a camera. If you want to paint, start painting. 
you have to do it. Right. If you don't do it, I mean, right now we have the ability to film and picture and take pictures and use them on the computer more than ever. Now, has the quality of all those things went up? No. Because you can't throw technology at someone or school at someone and make them creative. It's not possible. You You can't do it. It's just, it's just uh, most people that are at a guitar center playing guitars will never make a dime playing music. Doesn't mean they won't have fun doing it, but they're not. That doesn't make them successful just because it's easy to do it. Or I went to school to become an artist or to help with my art. Oh, maybe it will help, you know. But there's a guy I know, a friend of mine, who went to law school. Which, which, if I had kids, that's the one school I would never pay for them to go to. You know? <laughs> never. <laughs> You want to be a lawyer? It's on you. You go right ahead, but I ain't paying for it. You're out of the uh, will. He went to, went to law school. He went to law school, got out. And he's like, what they didn't teach me in law school is how to make any money. What do I do? Right. So he's working for 25 bucks an hour for another for a lawyer who's doing the work that that guy's getting paid 600 an hour for. Right. That's how it works. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> well said. He's just sitting and he's in a mountain of debt. Well said. I mean, in, in this country, they think, this is what's weird to me, and I, this goes along everything. They think at 18 years old, you can join the army and learn how to mortar a village and kill everyone there and shoot people with M16s and tanks. You're emotionally resp- responsible enough to handle that. You're also at 18, re- emotionally responsible enough to handle $200,000 in non uh, in, in student loans that you, you can't go bankrupt off of. You're, you're emotionally able to handle that, but at 18, you're not emotionally able to handle a beer. Right. <laughs> right. So you're 21. You know, it's just like, I'm sorry. None of this makes any sense to me. So if you go about all of these things, if you look at the way it's set up and you go about it, all these things in a traditional sense, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. You hear that, kids? <laughs> Drop out of school. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> no, just kidding. It's not necessarily a bad idea. I mean, look, and, and is it fair? Is it fair that I started working at 15 and paying Social Security tax since I was 15, and then the guy that goes to school and then gets and doesn't get a job till he's 25? Well, I've been paying Social Security for 10 fucking years longer than he has. Right. Is right. that fair? Right. You know? <laughs> no. You have to just get out of this conventional form of thinking. You know, they're not, they don't know anything. They're wrong about everything. You know, stop listening to them. <laughs> it's not going to work. Yeah, you know? Yeah. I'll Go g- to plan B. I think we completely agree you know, with I'm that. I'm with that 100%, yeah. dude. I, but yeah. how, do you, how do you get that message to the masses? I mean, how, how do cause you don't. You can't, right? You just got to find it yourself. Most people don't care what I think, you know? Yeah. Fine with me, you know? I, 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 that's just how it is. And why should they, you know? I mean, you know, don't believe me. Go out and you know, learn these lessons on your own. But there's one thing I can tell you, which you won't listen to either, not meaning you guys, but in general, people in general, is that you cannot become successful only working 40 hours a week. Oh, I agree <laughs> it with that. It won't work. Yeah. If you want to become rich or you want to become successful at what you're doing, you're going to have to work a hell of a lot more than that. And you're going to have to understand that there's no such thing as weekends. <laughs> Do you do you view so just, 
but but as an artist though, do you view yourself as a success? Because a lot of that's sometimes that's hard. That's hard for artists to hear is the fact that they are successful. I mean, do you view yourself as a success? I mean, we do, but do you do? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I I I am a working class dude, mm-hmm. and I uh, make a living doing art for a living. That's what I do, you know. And so I consider that I haven't had a straight job since 1988, you know. And I had no, I've had no one underwriting what I'm doing, no one. So, as far as I'm concerned, it's a massive success. Now let's say that everything falls apart, and I have to give get a job at this point well you know i had the better part of 30 years without having a job yeah <laughs> yeah not a, in a traditional form yeah. i don't see the i don't see the downside of that at, at all and i don't have a mountain of debt and i own i don't have any warrants for my arrest i don't owe the irs any money you know i mean i don't see how i can get how I, that could be considered anything other than a number one you know there's a there's a there's a and I know enough people that have a ton of money that aren't necessarily happy. You know, I know that too. But so, and there's my favorite movie is this movie Treasure of Sierra Madre, and there's a, a quote in there that this guy goes, "It might be good for us not to put things strictly on a money basis." <laughs> it's like that's right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if that's how we're going to measure whether this is working or not, maybe it's not a good idea, you know. So um, uh, I, I, I kind of take all that to heart, you know. Definitely. But I'm doing fine. Just fine. So you'll never hear me bitch and complain about things like that. What was your job in, in 88? That, can you tell us? Last job I had was uh, working at a pizza place in San Francisco. Was it fun? Like, you remember how I you were did. saying, like, the star, the Starbucks, uh, dealing with the public, there's always fun stories and good gossip going on. Was it, do you remember having those uh, times at the pizza place? Nothing will turn you into a cynic faster than working with the public. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was about to say, like, what are you talking about, Pete? No. Life's <laughs> well, not boring Nothing. working with the public. Yeah. I love hearing those stories. I could, you know, I could go on and I could go on and on. Me and Dale worked in the same place. We worked in a couple different places together, right up until we didn't have to work anymore. You know, which didn't mean we had a lot of money, but it just meant we could pay our bills, you know, and survive without having a straight job. You know. Yeah. But to me, I'd never understood people not working. You know, it's like, why wouldn't you work? Go get a job. I don't care what it is. I never cared what job I had. I needed money. I don't care if it's working at fucking Starbucks, a pizza place, or, you know, whatever it is. I don't even think it's so I much of the money. The, the, it's just motivation. Excuse me? Just motivation. I mean, yeah, it's just like it. to get up and do something. I needed it. I needed it. I remember there's a day in San Francisco when I moved to San Francisco. In like 86, 87, and I said, I have to have a job today, and I don't care what it is. I have to have one today, and I'm willing to do whatever I have to do. You know? That's right. Mm. So you, that, that's how it should be. That's why it always irritates the fuck out of me when I hear people talk about a minimum wage, minimum wage. It's like, okay, look, you're telling me that in that, in that situation that I was in where I was that desperate, if the minimum wage is 15 bucks an hour and I'm willing to do it for 10, you're going to take that away from me? You're going to tell me I can't do that? You know, really? The one power I have, which is my willingness to work for less, you're going to take away from me? No, it's not until you and yours are starving can you make that decision. It's a good way you're to certainly not going to make it for me. You're not making it for me. No, I decide what I'm going to do, not you. Not some government idiot who's never even considered anything like that. Screw that. And they're going to do that in order to help me? They're going to make it to where I don't have a job in order to help me? How does that help me? 
Mm-hmm. How does moving back in with my parents or into a cardboard box in the street help me? You know, I, I'm sorry they're wrong about everything. Until me and the employer have decided what I'm willing to work for, there is no wage. You know? Yeah. So when I walk, when I remember that day when I walk out there, you're telling me I can't go out and offer my services for less? No, you are wrong in telling me that. That is a crime against humanity to do that. You know, and these people throw this shit out there like it's no big deal. No, screw you, buddy. Until you walked in those shoes, you, you're going to make that decision? No, 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 no. I make that decision, not you. You know, I don't know why people don't see this. It makes no sense to me. You know, none. But there it is. Now, I think I would have had to have went to college to think, uh, to, to be that, to be stupid enough to think otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and you're 50 grand in debt, too, on top of that. No, more than that yeah. now. You know? But, yeah. So one thing that I did. Like, no, no, no. The one thing I did like about that that you were saying is that you, you're going to set your wage, but that doesn't affect your yeah. work either. And that's another thing I hear from a lot of people. No. It's like, I get paid this much. Well, if I'm working at the pizza place, I'm going to make you the best pizza ever because that's my work. And that's something that I think is lost yeah, well, in society I mean, too. It depends. I mean, if you're an employer who wants to pay people a dollar an hour, you'll get people who are willing to work for a dollar an hour. Yeah, That's what you'll get. If you want to pay them $20 an hour, you'll get people that are willing to work for $20 an hour. You know, you'll be, you can be much more picky about who you pick. That's up to the employer. It's not the government's job to figure that out. True. It will work itself out if they would just get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> if you pay peanuts, you will get monkeys. <laughs> That's how it works. That's another t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so go ahead. You can pay, you can pay the lowest, you know, it's like, it's like when you go, you're going to have something done to your house. You know, I don't know if you guys own houses or whatever, but you, you, you don't ever take the lowest bid. No, never. I say that every <laughs> Why day. Why would you? Yeah. Huh? I say that every day. That's. I mean, that's what I do. So I always tell people, take the middle bid. Don't ever take the lowest bid. You know. So. Don't ever take the lowest bid. You're gonna. You're going to be sorry. But there's people that will do that. Okay. Let them have that experience. Let an employer have the experience of of paying people nothing. Let them have that. They should be able to have that experience and see how it works for them. You know, that will work itself out. I can hire people that work for me for way less money. Why don't I do that? Because I'm not stupid. I don't need someone to tell me this. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's true. (laughs) And if I was stupid, I would be out of business very quickly. And that's also will work itself out. But if you start telling me, what I have to do? No, that's that's when I cease to function. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I'll figure something else out. Because I am not about to let some button-down bureaucrat tell me how to live my life. You know, hundred percent. Yeah. No way. Anyway, that's 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 how. That's at least that's how I think. No, I, I think you're not alone. I dude. think you're not alone at all. Yeah, I think a lot of us hundred percent agree with that. So, um, recently, yeah. I, I did want to bring up. Uh, you guys did play San Bernardino. Fantastic show, Fantomas. Yes. You guys came back out. Um, does that mean yes. that there's any plans for new music? I know how busy you guys are, but uh, do you think you can get all those ducks in a row or no? Lord knows. You know, it's, yeah. it's a Mike thing. Yeah. Certainly not my thing, but uh, um, it's up to him, you know? Yeah. And in the meantime, uh, I'll just continue, keep my head down, and do what I do. So, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not wanting for work. So, 
Gotcha. And earlier this year, you did release a, a record with uh, Crystal Fairy with uh, Omar from yes. Mars Volta and all that stuff. Do you guys have? I know there there were touring plans, but they fell through, correct? Because of scheduling conflicts. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, Is, who knows what the future will hold in that department? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you it's think difficult to say at this point? Oh, so there might not be a tour for that record either. Who knows? Nah, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just because that it's one not really came up out, to me. Completely understand. Um, so, because that came out this year, that two, and that record came out really good. I was yeah. really happy with that record, and I was really glad we were able to do it at all. So, I feel fortunate in that department. It was, yeah, it was an amazing record. Um, and um, how was it with like when, when like you said, it, Mike's project was Fantomas, so he just kind of brings you in there. You guys do that together, and then like something like Crystal Fairy was that Omar's project primarily, or was it more a collaborative one? No, Omar wrote nothing. On oh, record. I didn't even know that. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, uh, me, um, it's mostly my songs and Carrie's songs. Oh, okay. You know? And uh, then me and Dale, um, we arranged the music and, you know, basically helped Carrie with her arrangements and producing it, all of it, you know? Yeah. Us. Omar had, he played bass, he did a good job on it, but he had almost nothing to do with the creative process. Gotcha. You know, but he did a good job on the bass, so that's, that's all good. He could have, but he just, it just it just didn't happen. So I understand. That's cool. And then uh, speaking of yeah. Dale, he so does, he that's does... just me, me, me and Terry. Mostly me and Terry. I'd say ninety eight, ninety nine percent of it was me and Terry. Yeah, proud. It's great work. But that's what I'm saying. You did that. You got this this one. The Melvins album just came out. Excellent album. And now Dale does have a solo album coming out August fourth. Did you uh, help out with that? All? Was that all just Dale? Not in the least. I had nothing to do with it. Nothing. So um, he he, he nothing has... to do with it. Oh, cool. Is it cool, man? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, I, I've heard it. It's actually really, yeah, it was, it was a great record. So, um, uh, so I do want to promote all that stuff, Buzz. I want people to know. I want you Absolutely. guys to go get the Crystal Fairy record. It came out, I think, February of this year, but it it is yes. a great record. Um, Walk with Love, great and, record. It's one yeah. of my favorite things I've ever done. Oh, know? nice. That's 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 a yeah. big statement considering. Yeah, I love it. And then A Walk with Love and Death is out now. Um, I, I I love both sides, both album sides. And then Dale Crover's oh, so- solo record, The Fickle Finger of Fate, it's out August 4th. So there's a lot going on That's in right. the M- Melvin's universe that uh, for us fans. And you guys always keep it going with that. And that work ethic, uh, it's, uh, I mean, I'm just impressed. Even though you make it sound easy when we talk to you, I, I think uh, a lot of artists can learn from getting off the couch and getting this stuff taken care of so i think so so truly so buzz we want to thank you so much for calling into the metal sucks podcast we've been fans i can't i can't tell you i used to dude stoked we yeah yeah, you have no idea when we we started working here it was like you know there's certain guys that we were looking forward to talking to and it was pretty awesome to get to talk to you yeah for sure I'll, i'll tell you right now i remember singing going blind in the mirror when i was like 11 years old Thinking that was your song, I didn't even oh, know yeah. it was a Kiss song. That's how it was. So, anyways, you learn something new every day. You do, you do, man. So, Buzz, thank you again for calling in, and um, everybody, catch them on tour. Three weeks. It started July fifth. You're in, in, and then it ends. I want to say end of October. Is that correct? No, I did that. Too uh, our tour actually ends um, September. Totally in uh, the end of in the halfway through November because we're going to do Austin, Europe, and. Um, Australia as well. Great, and we're gonna get we're out in Vegas, so we're gonna get you to see uh, at Psycho Vegas this year. We're excited. That's that oh, yeah, lineup is fun. amazing. Yeah, it's gonna be a great, great yeah, two it'll be days. Yeah, great show. Yeah, so it'll be a good time. Excellent. All right, thanks again, Buzz. Thank you. 
Metal Sucks Podcast.
Did you learn a lot, Pete? I did. I'll tell you right now, man. I was intimidated. You could tell that I was he, intimidated at the start. I'm like, I gotta, like, I want this guy to like us. I want, you know, it's you just could one tell, of those things. You could tell from the beginning mm-hmm. he was feeling us out, mm-hmm. like we were feeling him out, you know. And then it, it gelled great. It, yeah, it was easily one of my favorite interviews. Yeah, dude. It, he, I mean, by the time we ended this thing, I'm like, we could have went another 20 minutes. And we've heard him go off on people or just shut down on people. Yeah, he'll so shut down I was on people. Happy yeah. with so that interview. was cool. So the songs, guys, this is we're we're, we're celebrating all of the Melvin's universe of 2017 so far. Cause he's always putting out great. They're always putting out great content. The first song we heard is off the new record, a walk with love and death, which is out now the double album that you heard us talk about. That song is called Christ hammer. The second song is off the, the record crystal fairy that he talked about as well. That one came out, I think in February this year, fantastic, Good amazing record. record, Good guys. record. So that song is called chiseler. It's the first song on the record. And the last song we played for you guys, Dale Corver, drummer from the Melvins. He does have a solo record coming out August 4th, mark your calendars. And that song is called little brother. That record is going to be called the fickle finger of faith. So you got three kind of right on first try. Yeah, I know yeah. that was a tough one. You got three, uh, Melvins records guys. And that universe is always a fucking great place to go. Especially if you're a first time listener, go to the beginning and just go through it all, dude. It's, it's a fantastic uh, thing in music. So, uh, that's it for the metal sucks podcast this week. Our friends, always a pleasure. Uh, do you want to apologize to Japan and Germany for your nonsense? Uh, vote kit. No, vote Robocop. Vote Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. What would I, what did I say that was that bad about Japan and, Ger- and, G- and You're Germany? You're just out of your element. No, I'm not out of my element. Some weird shit comes out. I'm not saying weird <laughs> shit doesn't come out of everywhere. <laughs> Uh, I'm just all right, dude. They had a video. They stand had a, your ground, buddy. Have you ever seen German and Japanese game shows? There was one. I saw. Yeah, I seen those. Yeah, the, did you ever the, see the German one where they were where some guy basically opened up? He had there was he opened up a door and he had to smell something. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he opened was a guy's ass, and he's sticking <laughs> his nose in the guy's ass, and he doesn't know what's going on. And so he like so here's the thing. So he opens up the door. He's like, oh, so, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, I'll, I don't know German. So I was like, she said. You know, and that's apple, you know, so he smelled an apple and then he opens up with like, you know, and that was waffle. And then all of a sudden he opens up this third one and he goes, oh, God. And he's like, and then they tell him and then he just starts fucking throwing up. And that, fans, is what we like to call a double down in comedy. When that you should have just double- stopped. No, that's what happened on the show. Fuck you. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. Hi, I'm Mike Mowry, president of Outer Loop Management. My team and I have been helping our musicians release their albums and EPs to get the biggest first week sales possible. And our strategies work. We consistently get first week debuts on the Billboard charts, leading to greater opportunities for my clients. Great tours, great media coverage, and great industry attention. And for the first time ever, I'm going to show you how I do it. Go to OuterLoopCoaching.com to learn more and register now for Release It Right, my online webinar on July 22nd, or Unleash It Right on July 22nd, as well as July 29th. Put in the code METALSUCKSPOD5, all caps and all one word, and I will give you $5 off the price of either webinar, and I will give another $5 to this podcast. So you'll be supporting this show while supporting your own career. Again, go to OuterLoopCoaching.com and use the code Pod 5 to get $5 off either release it right on July 22nd 
or unleash it right on July 22nd and 29th. Peace. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.